there was a there was a pool and a lake, and you the lake had was pretty gross and it had <laughs> lots of lily pads. Um, and we used to do a thing called getting gnarly, which is where you put on your bathing suit and you cover yourself in this thing called um, oobleck, which is like some kind of cornstarch water food dye mix, uh-huh. and it's like this weird goop uh, that like is solid but also liquid. And you have a fight, and then you like cover yourself in dirt, and you say the nastiest, like grossest experience you ever had, ah. and then you run around grossing people out, and then you go in the lake. Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers is here. It's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hello, happy campers. You out there? Hey. Welcome back. It's Julia. Sammy's here. And uh, we have a very exciting guest who we're going to dive into what I hope and think will be a very funny conversation. Uh, she is standing, just sitting. She's, sitting. She's sitting comfortably right next to us right now. And her name is Lizzie Logan, and she is a New York-based comedy writer so that means uh, this will be a fun, uh, funny episode. So funny. funny. Ha, ha, ha. Hi, Lizzie. Hi. Uh, you went to camp. I did. And uh, I believe the name of the camp's camp. Tawanga. Tawanga. Yeah. Tawanga. Not Topanga from Not Boy Meets Topanga World. Not Topanga from Boy Meets World. Not Tawanda, which Ooh, I Tawanda think. Tawanda is, is, that's in on the east coast i don't there is a there's like a Tawenga on the east coast uh-huh. and there's also <laughs> in the movie fried green tomatoes kathy bates has like an alter ego named like tawanda or oh, something okay so there's a lot of versions out there and then there. in la there's topanga canyon, canyon. Yes. yes i just want to shout out to that one as well <laughs> the canyon is a camp um i've heard i i know this is like a there's a tribe of you guys. Like, there's mm. a following. It's a little culty. Uh, it's culty. It's a little culty. <laughs> I've met some of you people in New York, mm-hmm. and you're all very wonderful. And We're all, like, we chill heard, Bay Area Jews. Yeah, we heard so. that you're the one to talk to about the camp and what it's about, and more specifically, you know, your experience. My experience. So I started going summer 2001. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can no. we back it up for a second? Yes. Yeah. Let's do like some Describe demographics. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, heard yeah, Bay yeah. Area Jews. Bay Area Jews. Yeah. Co ed? Yes. Is it Jewish camp or a camp that Jews go to? Both. It's a Jewish camp. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's a Jewish summer camp in, it's like right near Yosemite. It's in wow. Groveland, California. Um, the sessions range from like one to three weeks Mm -hmm. and it's a sleepaway camp and it's pretty rustic. I'd say maybe the majority of the buildings have electricity, but not all of the, all of the cabins. Um, and you're doing a lot of like group showering and, uh, like hippie Jewish stuff of like, yeah, we're going to do Shabbat, but we're going to do it in the forest and like Aww. talk about how God made the trees to give us oxygen. I love and that. So it's like pretty, uh, pretty hippy dippy that way. Um, and it's been around for a while. It's coming up on the 100 year anniversary Great. in maybe like five years. It's pretty old. It's pretty, pretty old. old. Place. Wow. Pretty old. And are there some people who go there whose parents went there? Yes. That's like a whole, because they also do family camps throughout. 
fall. Okay. It's like over a long weekend. Uh, usually it's for um, families with kids too young to go during the summer or like too young to really be apart from their parents. They'll go and they have like day activities and then you hang out with your parents. So there's a whole like legacy. I literally two mornings ago got coffee with a camp friend who I hadn't seen in years who dad had been a Tawangan and had been the director Tawangan Tawangan that's mm, our that's okay. our tribe um and there are people who go there and then end up working on the full-time staff and just spend their whole life there so it's a people people get pretty tied to it are you from California I am I grew up in San Francisco okay all right is it mostly California kids it is although there will sometimes be like random contingents of uh other kids I had heard I didn't meet these kids but the um apparently like a bunch of uh Chinese kids who didn't speak English super well like showed up one summer um like the Spanish kids yeah it was like it was something where it was like yeah like their parents had heard that this was one of the best summer camps in America so they like sent them there not knowing that much about it and they like weren't Jewish which is fine but it was a disorienting experience for them I think they had an okay time um, and there's also, I don't know how much of this still happens. There's sometimes like an exchange program where, um, Israeli kids, mm. uh, come for a couple weeks, but it's mostly California kids. Cool. And so 2001, how yes. old were you? 10. Mm. That I started camp also in 2001 at the age of 10. So yeah. That's exciting. It was fun. <laughs> I just went for like six days. Okay. Um, so you did like the one week session. I did like, they call it taste of camp. Yeah. Mm. It's a little, little taste. It's a little taste. You just find out what it's like to sleep in a place where your parents aren't. Um, and so you said the sessions are one to three weeks. Can yeah. you go for more than once? Like, can you go the whole summer if you want? Or do the like, kids stay three weeks max? It's three weeks max. I think there's been maybe once or twice a situation where like, someone's parents were out of the country or something and so we like let You're them like, stay <laughs> but uh yeah it's usually you only go to one session and it's really popular there's like a waiting list every yeah. year so they don't and do you like coordinate the sessions with your camp friends or like you always go the same session with the same people definitely like there was a divide between session three and session four because Ooh. those were the two like longest ones that had yeah. the oldest age groups so it was like once you picked one of those, you stayed with your bunk and you kept coming back. I was a session three kid, so it was like we had our traditions, we knew each other every year, like people would have like their camp boyfriends and you would come back and see them again. And then you would get you would get to high school and you would become like an IT, like a counselor in training or a specialist in training, and you would meet all the kids who were your age but had gone to the so other session. And you're like, and who are like, you guys? Like, no, you don't you're not the person who grew up here i'm the person who you grew didn't up here. have the same authentic experience <laughs> yeah. that i had how how hard was it like initially you felt that but then would you pretty quickly kind of like become pals with them oh yeah everyone at camp is very yeah. it's like you've never met a friendlier group of people where it's like we just want to chill out and make friendship bracelets and sit by the lake and yeah. like <laughs> how many people are there don't know because it keeps expanding but when I went it was cabins of 12 four cabins per unit five units so I can't do that math math, math. 
couple hundred. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> More than a hundred. Okay. Less than four hundred. Yeah. Okay. That works. That works. Um, so what did you think after your taste of camp? After my taste of camp, I had, uh, I was a pretty judgy kid. <laughs> um, so I just remember thinking like, some of the girls in my cabin were cool and some were really not. <laughs> and like, uh, ugh, like so-and-so <laughs> cried. That's yeah. lame. Um, and so then I went back for the two-week session and then the three-week session and I So it sounds like you were not a homesick kid. You, you were like, you came in and you were like, I'm here. This is cool. Everyone who doesn't get it is not cool. I was, I had, I definitely had moments of homesickness, but I was way too prideful to tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, oh. It was just like cry in your sleeping bag and suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, how did you end up going to this camp? I, I think people at my uh, like synagogue had gone there. Mm-hmm. I went to preschool at like the temple that we went to. Um, so I knew about it and just like my mom had heard of it and said, do you want to try this? And so I said, yeah. Do you, do you have siblings? I don't. Neither do I. What up? Only children club. Um, all the attention. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Um, okay. So you started off. Yes. Taste of camp. Then we went back for two weeks, then three weeks. Then three. And that was the max you could go. Yes. And so I did that up through summer 2007 and then summer 2008, I was a, um, like, IT. Uh, they used to have, I don't think they do it anymore, but they had, like, counselors in training where you could be a specialist in training, and I was waterfront in training. So oh, I got, are you guys the same person? Water, I'm like, maybe. <laughs> waterfront is the place to be always. Waterfront was pretty chill because you were not responsible for any of the kids' behavior. You just couldn't let them die on your watch. And also, since I wasn't technically a lifeguard, like, even that wasn't, <laughs> yeah, you, wasn't <laughs> you literally your job was just hang out by the water all yeah. summer that like, sounds sit by the pool make sure they don't like wear cut off jeans in the pool because the little phrase clog the filters oh you had a pool yeah it was a pool camp okay was there a lake too there was a there was a pool and a lake and you the lake had was pretty gross and it had <laughs> lots of lily pads um oh. and we used to do a thing called getting gnarly which is where you put on your bathing suit and you cover yourself in this thing called um oobleck, which is like some kind of cornstarch water food dye mix uh-huh. and it's like this weird goop uh that like is solid but also liquid and you have a fight and then you like cover yourself in dirt and you say the nastiest like grossest experience you ever had ah. and then you run around grossing people out and then you go in the lake and let's get wow called, let's get gnarly yeah and that was like an activity you could sign up for. That, oh, that wow. was just an activity. And the, it's we called also had a Oobleck? sweat lodge. Oobleck? Yeah. Tell us about the you sweat lodge. You had a sweat lodge? <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a sweat lodge. This is for um, schwitzing? For schwitzing? <laughs> schwitzing? For like... Making out? N- mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, for like... Uh, uh, you, A lot of the things there were sort of like hybrid... Native American yeah, yeah. Jewish rituals. Mm-hmm. So you would get <laughs> like, I, I always went completely naked, but it was optional. And you would go into the sweat lodge, and they would have water, and they would pour it over the like hot coals, mm-hmm. and it get really sweaty. And it's pitch black. It's like a little hot. Um, and you would do a lot of goddess chants. Um, wow. It's like mikvah meets. And then you would go out in the river and do a mikvah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. So this is 
kind of funny i don't know but my so you, have you ever seen that movie my big fat greek wedding oh yeah okay so you know how the dad in it thinks that you can fix everything with windex <laughs> yes. okay so my dad is like that except he, he thinks that you can fix everything with a schwitz <laughs> so like literally anytime anything is ailing me he's like you should go take a sauna like what are you doing and i'm like i but i hate it i hate mm. saunas because i don't like to sit in other people's sweat and germs so i will never do it but that's he like he would love i wish he had gone to camp with a sweat lodge like he would he would love love it he should go be a counselor there now honestly (laughs) i feel like my version of that is like i usually take a hot shower yeah right a hot shower yeah is fine but he he believes in the power of a schwitz sweat out all your toxins sweat out your toxins clears your nasal whatever we would always be like because there was like a camp dance at the end Mm -hmm. of the year and we were like we're gonna like go in the sweat lodge before the dance to like get our pores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, like, yeah. cleanse <laughs> ourselves mentally and physically. It was a lot of like fake spa stuff, but we were twelve, so we just wanted to pretend. What was the camp dance called? The camp dance. Yeah, <laughs> it was called. Well, it was the carnival. So, so it, it was, was more than just a dance. Yeah, because not everybody like had hit puberty yet, so there had to be like activities for the younger kids. So. It was um, the maybe second to last night of camp. They would do the camp play, which I was always in because <gasps> I loved it. We're going to talk about that next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote the camp play when I came. <laughs> we also had talent shows. I got stories. Um, we would do the camp play, and they would do that at the stage, which was right outside the dining hall. And while that was happening, the um, – whatever like another part of the staff would be inside the dining hall setting up the carnival where there was like a little game you could play and win goldfish and there would be fake palm reading and you could get your face painted and stuff and also music would be playing there's a big dance floor in the middle um but there was just a lot of dancing going on we had song session twice a day Mm. which is after breakfast and dinner you would push all of the tables to the side and the song leaders would come out and play songs on the guitar and you just dance you would dance and yeah, also dance sing, and along. sing along yeah. were they like popular songs or like camp songs or both yeah it was like a lot of like beatles yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like stuff everybody knows mm-hmm. um and then a couple if it was a friday they'd like throw in some jewish stuff and we'd uh a little not we'd, by night might not by power <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd grapevine in circles oh yeah yeah um, yeah it was very wet, hot American summer. <laughs> yeah. That's our favorite. Okay, let's talk about Camp Talent Show. Camp Talent Show. Camp Show and Camp yeah, Talent Camp Show. Yeah, Camp Play and Camp Talent Show. Camp Play, Camp Talent Show. I was always about it. Wanted just attention <laughs> on me. Only child. Um, I can't relate. But I would also do it with other people. I wasn't like such a diva. Um, one time me and my best friend sang A Whole New World in Spanish. Whoa. Whoa. That was. That's a whole new world. That was very popular. Uh, And then my best bit ever. This was my first attempt at topical humor. Oh, my God. Was whatever summer after Ashley Simpson had lip synced on SNL. Yes. I dressed up in punky clothes and I said, hi, I'm going to sing an Ashley Simpson song. And I lip synced and I ran off stage. And I was like, this is <laughs> high satire. And, uh, did this is the get highest the form of comedy. A lot of the counselors were very charmed that yeah. a like, 12-year-old had like tried to do a little SNL satire. Spoof. Yeah. And then the, a spoof on a spoof. Uh, yeah, a spoof on a spoof. And then the, the younger kids who couldn't stay up that late were like, 
oh, she freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's it's commentary. It's, it's commentary. It's actually uh, <laughs> pop culture commentary. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Um, what was the camp play? Was it like a musical every year? Or like, w- no, it was really up to whoever the drama specialist was. Mm-hmm. So one year we did, um, like Jewish fables. Sure. One year we did a choose your own adventure play that was like about camp and set at camp. Okay. I starred in that one. Oh. Um, and then I think maybe I wasn't in this one. I think they would sometimes do like. Alice in Wonderland or The Wizard of Oz or just like a story kids know and they would put together a script based on it. When so it was I like was original on... every year. Yeah, it was not the same every year, yeah. Yeah, but like someone wrote it at camp. Yes. Okay. When I was the drama okay. specialist. See, yep. Mm-hmm. Again, you're, you're Sammy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we did an original sketch show of my own devising <laughs> right, called Tawanga Night Live. Yes. <laughs> we had a weekend update. We had a cold open. We even had TNL. a musical guest. You did? Yeah. Was it Ashley Sims? <laughs> no, it was two girls doing a dance. Sure. <laughs> that cute. sounds awesome. Wow. We did a, a, the only sketch I can really, we did like, it was a lot of like camp humor. So it was like, what? Uh, like kids think happens at staff meetings versus what actually happens at staff meetings. And then there was one because it's like up in the mountains and it's really hot. So a huge thing there is drinking water. Like you, that we have water <laughs> the games. thing in my camp <laughs> is drinking water. <laughs> I don't know if we, you Some know of about us <laughs> actually walk with Nalgene's all the time. It's like a big thing. It's every really <laughs> just unique to my camp. <laughs> every, well, did you have every year at the talent show someone would drink an entire Nalgene in one go? No, but I will say when I was a counselor one <laughs> summer, it was super, super hot on, and I was on a trip with a bunch of kids and they did not drink enough water. So I taught them how to do a waterfall, you know, mm-hmm. like you do it with beer in college. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, we all stood in a circle and we did the waterfall and all the kids were like, I don't get it. What are we doing? And I was like, this will make so much sense to you <laughs> in 12 years. See, camp is good because you get life skills and yeah, it prepares exactly, you for exactly. other things. But so our, our, what I thought was the best sketch was that um, it was like some counselor was like, keep hydrating, keep hydrating. And they were eating all this bread and they were like, we're carbohydrating. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's a Genius. humor. Genius. Um, so d- you wrote it and directed it? Yes. So you're highlighting a lot of the things that we, we like to see, especially with people who go into kind of creative arts after camp slash mm-hmm. later in their life. Um, so it does sound like you were in touch with your creative side at camp. Was it some, was camp a spot that kind of, where you did that kind of for the first time or was that happening in your whole life? Um, I was, I was always pretty like loud, I guess. (laughs) Um, I remember I got, had like a pair of overalls when I was like seven or eight with really deep pockets. And I, every time I wore them, I would like stick my hands really far down in the pockets and I and I was like oh this is a character named Frank and he's a nerd and I go hi I'm Frank <laughs> um <laughs> for whatever that's worth <laughs> um, but yeah I mean I went to an all-girls school growing up which I think really was important because I think like if your class clown is a guy like they just eat up so much energy just because yeah. like and it's not their fault. Boys are, like, so manic, but we didn't have any, so then I had to be the class clown. Um, but also get really good grades because I really wanted adults to, like, 
praise me and like me mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. um but yeah but then I but the, uh, the academics were so tough that when I went to camp it was like oh you can just have the fun stuff all the time and that can be your whole personality and you don't have to do math and so that was very it was just cool to get like validation and socializing in a way that wasn't competitive at all yeah and any of the people that you met there did bits with their people that you like to collaborate with now um they're people I see or like I'm friends with now um one of the maybe I should plug it uh, there's a guy who I went to camp with who now has a podcast <laughs> I think it's called the ritual show David if you're listening I'm sorry I haven't listened to it um <laughs> but <laughs> I know it exists it follows me on Instagram and, so, <laughs> and we had talked once about like maybe he had an idea for a screenplay and I was like oh yeah I'll help you write that and he was like no I think you should write it but I think that was as close as you ever got I to ever collaborating. Got. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's not true. My <laughs> former boss, uh, Gabe Quintana, um, lives in San Francisco. So when I was home for the holidays, we made a video together. That was really fun. Cool. He's Camp a very, he's a very um, he went to film school, so he's like a cool director guy. All right. Cool, cool. Um, what do you think is the weirdest Tawanda Tawanga? tradition gnarly's pretty out there that's pretty weird that's pretty weird um they also had a song that we would sing every time someone said the word announcements oh well how'd it go announcements 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 yep horrible way to die what a horrible way to start the day with an with announcements and then there was a second part and it was like boom boom Tahit, Sheket, Bavaka, Shah. Tahit, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We stole our cow. We stole oh. our cow. We have no use for your bull now. For your <laughs> bull now. And then uh, you'd have to find a workaround and not say the word announcements. But I think they're trying to phase that out because I think people got pretty sick of it. <laughs> the, uh, that announcements 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 i think that happens at every single camp like with we had a different song after that part but like every camp has the announcements 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 it's weird how much when you meet people as an adult all the things that you thought were really special about your camp are just camp things because all of the like there's conferences throughout the year that the directors go to and like oh, yeah, share. We've been, we've been to yeah, one. Yeah, they're like, say like, oh, this is a great tradition. You should have it at your yeah. camp. Yeah. And he's like, don't give it away. <laughs> we can only have fun here. <laughs> um, that's it's like that's true, but it's also not true. Like there's so many things. No, like gnarly, first yeah, gnarly. the gnarly. We've, we've never heard that. No gnarly. Yeah. yeah um, no, every camp fun. has its own weird things too that just make it very unique. We used to have something called Tawanga Ball. What's that? Which is absolutely not played anymore uh, for pretty obvious reasons. Tawanga Ball was a sport. It was soccer, except, and it was played a boys' bunk versus a girls' bunk. (laughs) And it was soccer, but the girls could pick up the ball and the boys could pick up the girls. This was a different time. It was very (laughs) innocent. I will also say because I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, Twang was recently featured in the New York Times for having an all-gender cabin. So oh, it is cool. keeping up with the times, leading the revolution. 
we don't play sexist sports anymore. We have hella like woke, woke opportunities. <laughs> oh my god! You mm-hmm. don't have to have a gender to go there, <laughs> or you could have multiple genders. You could do whatever you want, basically. That's awesome. Yeah, we should find that article. We should and read more. That's great. Um, tell us about romance at camp. Romance at camp. And like, what was allowed? What was not? What was encouraged? What was we the um the uh, rule was called Hack Wacko, is now called Chack Wacko. Hack Wacko stands for hugging and kissing with all clothes on. And now it's consensual hugging and kissing with all clothes yes. on. Which I think is great. Um, and yes, bathing suits count as clothes, so you can make out in the pool. Um, and that was just the extent you were allowed to do, and that went for every age and every kind of pairing you just you could hug and you can kiss and that was what was allowed at camp um and then uh if you snuck out of your cabin at night uh, you could do other stuff but i never did because i love to follow rules <laughs> and also am bad at talking to boys <laughs> and always have been um but yeah chack wacko great enthusiastic consent yes we learned about that we did we had yeah the second night of camp we had uh gender campfires so there would be a women's campfire and a a girls campfire and a boys campfire and now there's three for if you don't want to go to the boys or girls um and you would like they would talk about sex and boundaries and peer pressure and um they i i always went to the girls one and there was a lot of like um body image talk and like yeah. you would you would there was a lot of like it was like a little mini Lilith fair where it was like you said we like <laughs> sang a lot of songs about how we're all really beautiful and then um a lot like, of Carol King happening yeah a lot of Carol King a lot of like if you wanted to like put an insecurity into the fire oh mm. I like that um Cute. I want to dig in a little more and, and I wish we would have read the Times article ahead of time but uh, about the all gender cabin and yeah. the all gender um, campfires because this is something that we've definitely been interested in and especially when we've gone and visited camps the topics come up um, and one of the ways that a camp that we went to had kind of in, uh, showed their openness and, and created ways for campers uh, of all genders to be there was like if a boy wanted to now be in the girls cabin they would allow that um, what Tawanda's doing is super different. Uh, so they are creating this cabin, mm-hmm. and then are they find how many years has that been happening? And then are they finding that people are uh, that the cabin has its own life, or is it some like super sad thing where like there's one person in it and then oh, it's, it's definitely like, not sad. Okay, it's good. definitely not sad. Because I was like, I hope <laughs> I hope that they created this no, cabin no, no. and it's like thriving and it's the I've, cooler one to be in. Or I haven't I haven't met the kids, but I'm sure they had a great time. Okay, That's, good, good, good. Um, because they were also very intentional about it. Yeah. They sent out. Um, parent surveys to see, hey, would your kid be interested in this? They made sure that it was going to be a full cabin before they offered it. Great. They had, um, I think, like, I'm going to get stuff wrong. I'm sorry, Dewanga. Um, I think a specialist from, like, a gender queer advocacy organization Great. come in to, like, advise them. And they had just, they, they like, really took it very seriously yeah. as, like, a full-time project. I The summer that I was on staff, 2015, there was a camper who was in a girl's cabin who over the course of the three weeks came out as trans. Um, and I don't know how 
what pronouns that person is using today. Um, but I very quickly, because each of the cabins are labeled like G1, G2 for girls, Girl one, girls, two, two, they immediately changed their name to EG, which is every gender. And they oh. were like, you are just accepted. Do you want to stay with your friends in this bunk? And they said yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's. I think it's less about, I don't know. I can't speak for them, but from a great distance, it seems like it's less about switching bunks than being accepted for who you are within your bunk. Mm-hmm. That you can, because these kids, they go to school with kids their age and they know how society views them and how they're labeled and they've talked about it with their parents so it's not like suddenly everything is different because they're at camp it's more like I'm coming back to camp I probably have friends here I've discovered this thing about myself and I want to just live it I just want to like incorporate that into who I am everywhere I go I'm still the same person who wants to go to the pool and make friendship bracelets but like don't be calling me a girl because that's not how I feel. Right. Um, so they're, yeah, I think they had maybe even two sort of gender non-specific cabins. Um, one for like slightly younger kids and one for slightly older kids. And I have heard only good things. I think it went really well. That's great. And I'm so happy that it was just featured because, you know, people go to those conferences and stuff, but but I'm sure there's other camp directors who are thinking, especially at co-ed camps, I don't, you know, um, yeah, we, had an all we go to all girls camp. It's mm. definitely, uh, yeah, and it's like as we go to different types of camps that are set up in different ways. I think people are directors are being asked like, how do you approach this? And some are making some strides. Some don't have answers. But I think uh, then reading that article and seeing how it's been a success um, could be really good. Yeah, it's cool. It's totally. also interesting how much it like uh, there's all these aspects you don't think about of having to sort. There an ongoing project is like degendering camp where because it used to be that all of the boys cabins were on one side of the camp and all the girls cabins were on the other side so we would call that boys side and girls side and it you know run toward boys side run toward girls side and now they're like okay run toward I think it's like mountain side and river side or something other names for what to call it we use gender for you know go to the boys bathroom and now it's like go to that bathroom yeah or whatever um to just figuring all that out interesting so yeah there's some camps that we've gone to where they're like d you know the, these like Native American names, and they're, yeah, they're like, trying to okay, how like, do we take away all these things that we are like, this, we should not be right. yeah, anymore? Uh, and like that one's just called River, and that yeah, one's they just, called this. Replacing everything with like nature, yeah. trees, like colleges, that boys camp like, that's, that's like doing very that, and then popular, yeah, yeah, and thinking about it like degendering camp is uh, that's huge. Yeah. I feel like it's a very it's camp thing. thing to just name everything after like a kind of tree. Yeah, yeah. And be like now we're just the redwood cabin. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. We're spruces and we're growing. Put a label on. <laughs> this is the Sequoia building, <laughs> and everyone's the welcome. Yeah, this is allowed. <laughs> Everyone. Sequoias. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm a Sequoia. <laughs> Campers. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. Um, what else? What was your favorite food at camp? Grilled cheese. Yes. Yeah, us too. Correct. Yeah, answer. Jesus was like, <laughs> my favorite food. Yeah. So. On a rainy day. You are the same person, I think. That um, is fully my favorite food. B- you live in New York now. I do. And you had mentioned to us before we hopped on that you are involved in the Young Alumni Board of yes. your camp. What's that like? It's very fun. And I am not, unfortunately, as involved in it as other people because I can't physically be there at the meetings. So I Skype in. 
Um, Where did the meetings take place? In California? Yeah, at the, the like, I was going to call it the corporate office, but it's a nonprofit summer camp, so I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, they're happening at corporate. <laughs> the office, the one and only office of, uh, like, Tawanga Inc. is in downtown San Francisco. Oh, so cool. that's where um, they meet uh, every other month, and we do events for, um, like, people who we think we've sort of defined young alumni as people who had camp as part of their life, like either were a camper or on staff and are now a little too old to be on staff or just not that you're too old, but it's, yeah, (laughs) you're, you're out of college, but you're not yet going to be involved in camp by having a camper there. Right. Right. Um, and so we do some like reunion events and, um, Jewish holidays or, you know, do Rosh Hashanah together and like, um, just because it's, and it's nice because a lot of, um, I think a lot of alumni really appreciate the Tawanga strain of Judaism, which is like very accepting and like very much about being kind to one another and like don't really jive with like having a rabbi tell you what to do. Um, so they're, so to have like, oh, we can do Shabbat at so-and-so's house and we don't have to like speak Hebrew perfectly or whatever. Anyway, so we, we put together events and, um, hear about what's going on at camp and give feedback as people who have some perspective but also remember being a camper or staff member pretty recently uh and it's good great good do group they of do people. any events for you guys in new york or it's all san fran based well um we are supposed to be doing events mm-hmm. noah zavis and i who he's a great like jewish educator here in the city and is also on the board um, we're trying to make that happen. There isn't as much like infrastructure because nobody who like works for camp is here, yeah, but yeah. we're putting together some Shabbats. We're putting together some stuff. <laughs> oh, this is a question I had. Uh, we went to, we gone and visited a Jewish camp and they have like rabbis on staff who kind of rotate through. Did you guys have any rabbis at camp? We have a like Jewish learning specialist, mm-hmm. which is a full-time summer position and then sometimes um rabbis like from the bay area would come up for a weekend Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't yeah i wouldn't say there was like a camp rabbi okay laissez-faire judaism my favorite kind i like it i could get down with tonga yeah it was i have a feeling you both would have a very good time there. <laughs> if you find any archival footage of you at the talent shows over oh the years, God. we would love to share that. What, do you th- what would you say is your best talent show showing? Would she share the best one? I <laughs> Tell mean, us more. That was... <laughs> the Ashley Simpson one? Yeah, that was the amazing. Ashley Simpson one was pretty good. Yeah. Give us a couple more to discolor it, because it feels like they were all pretty epic. The <laughs> a Whole New World was good. In um, Spanish. El Mundo Nuevo, is that what we said? El Mundo Ideal. And did you know it before? It was like this Yeah, we learned talent. it in Spanish class. And oh, funny. But then my friend Juliette, who has a beautiful singing voice, yeah. took French. So sh- she sang Jasmine's part in English, and I sang Aladdin's part in Spanish. <laughs> worked somehow. Bilingual. Beautiful. Um, I did like a dance once with a girl named Angela to one of the songs. 
from the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack. Oh, Hey Now? Sorry. Possibly. Screamed that. <laughs> I think so, that. yeah. Hey Now. Hey Now. Yeah, that was this a good one. My dreams one, two, three, four. Hey Now. That was yeah. such a good song. I think, I think we did that. While you're thinking, I'm just going to plug that I'm incredibly excited for the Lizzie McGuire yeah, reboot we coming out on Disney+. Plus. We were all thinking about it. I Gordo. need there to Miranda. be more. Gordo's not coming back. What? Why not? He was such, he was a huge, he was like one he of my most a... formative crushes. Wait, why is he not coming back? He's not going to be in happen? it. I don't think he's an actor anymore. Yeah, he's like well, a normal dude now. But he has to be in it. I what mean, I don't him? understand why Adam Lambert, if you're listening. <laughs> I think that maybe they should like just cast an, a different adult male. <laughs> like, yeah. Is Miranda going to be in it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what? <laughs> like, Hillary, she wasn't in the movie. Hillary, make these calls before it's official. Movie. She was visiting her grandmother in Mexico. <sighs> yeah, correct. That's how they explain why yeah, she's not Yeah, it was only on a Lizzie Gordo trip okay. in Rome. Okay. And Paolo. Oh, Paolo. Hey now, <laughs> hey now, Paolo. Um, did you think of another one while we were having that convo? No, I was having too much fun. <laughs> I know. It's a special thing. Um, um, I think me and Juliet sang a song about friendship once in mm. our pajamas. Did, would you ever write original songs? I did once write an original song that I didn't realize was to the tune of Bitch <laughs> by Meredith Brooks, <laughs> which I had heard and then forgotten. And then I wrote this song and I was like, this is original. And they were like, this is to the tune of Bitch by Mary Brooks. <laughs> and I was like, no, I've never heard that song. This is an original. <laughs> and then years later, I went back. We made like a little recording of it. I went back. I was like, oh, God. Oh, oh that was. That's it. Some accidental plagiarism Earworms right there. Right there. <laughs> Allison and I were in the Bunk 12 Counselor Talent Show as counselors Ooh. in 2009, 2008, 2008. And we did um, a very important dance called the Snap Dance. How does and the snap dance go? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I can't, I'll show it to you after, but, okay. like, it's very, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just very uh, precise. I mean, um, did you ever do, like, a banana slug dance? What's banana slug? The bananas have no hands. Banana. Let's have a peel, banana, peel, peel, banana. Yeah, Sarah yeah. Lederhandler did that one a lot. Yeah, that was popular. Um, our yeah. bunk dance was to that thing you do. Oh, what was so yours, cute. too? Um, oh, say la vie. Yeah, you did do one. Every bunk did one. You know the one I still remember? Do you know that song? Running just as fast as we can. No, that was Bunk 12 2000. They did that one, and I still remember the dance, and I do it every time I hear that song. Yeah. (laughs) Holding on to one another's hands, trying to get away into the night, and then you put your arms around me, and we tumble to the ground, and then say, I think we're alone now. All these hand movements are super basic. (laughs) No one can see what we're doing. Um, that's Lizzie. gonna get cut, I think. <laughs> no, I think it, I think it is. Lizzie, thank you for opening up and sharing your awesome thank you camp for memories. Letting me remember the best place ever. <laughs> is. Um, if uh, our listeners of ours are, are in New York, where can they see you? Maybe perform or something. Yeah. And it also, if they're all over the country and the world, where can they follow you on social media to so, see all your funny content? Yeah. Um, I am at Lizzie Logan, but with five Z's. Oh, um, okay. Because the other ones were taken um, on both. One through four were taken. <laughs> I had three, and then I was like, oh, no, people are going to think it's a typo. I better make it really <laughs> obvious that I'm being funny. <laughs> um, just follow, just today, treat yourself by following her. Follower. Yeah. Give her a follow. Yeah. 
I throw do her some likes. Jokes. I do some jokes. There you go. She <laughs> yokes a lot. Um, thank you so much for coming on. As always, please follow Happy Campers Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also rate, review, subscribe. Like, actually, though, please. We've I know there's a lot more of you guys now, so it would be cool if you guys threw us a rate, review, subscribe. We would we would love it. We would love it. We would love it. All right, day's done. Gone the sun. We out. Bum 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 b